The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when nickels down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who on this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Kwame Lasso Sports Talk. It is a Monday. We are live. Hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. Alex Clancy is in the studio with me as always. Uh, Deborah, you will hear Deborah tomorrow. Um, possibly, I don't know. Is she going out of town anywhere? No, I think she'll be here. All right, welcome to the show. If you want to join the show, we have a lot to talk about. The number is 888-346-9144. Uh, we're going to talk some NFL, definitely uh, Monday Night Football, probably in the last segment. Uh, NCAA football, shake up in the BCS, which I have a problem with. Um, uh, welcome to the show. Alex, what's going on? Not much, man. Just How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. It was fun. You go yeah. to California? Northern California, yeah. Northern California. Yeah, Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz, Santa Cruz. Yeah, okay. Good. good times. I, I think of Northern California. I'm thinking, uh, you near San Jose? Same yeah, thing? Yeah, half an, hour, uh, half an hour southwest of San Jose. Okay, Oakland and all that stuff. Oakland's uh, a little different. Yeah, I know it's different. <laughs> I, mean, I wish you would go to Oakland and yell out. I've been uh, there once. Free two park. Okay. You've been there once? I've been there once, yeah. <laughs> Give me your assessment. Uh, let me let me let me preface this. Let's talk about the Cardinals first. We always talk about the uh, some of the home teams. There's two because I do want to talk about ASU, uh, U of A game, which was a blowout. Um, but the Arizona Cardinals yesterday, the Arizona Cardinals uh, played the Philadelphia Eagles, and they had their chances to win. Um, there was a shaky call um, with the holding on um, at the last. What is the last minute, two, minute, two minutes? Yeah. yeah. It was a holding call, which was suspect in my opinion. You you can't hold a guy to the line of scrimmage. He's not trying to go anywhere. You you and you face to face combat at that point. Once one once the guy who's been held trying to get away, you can obviously see that that was not the case. Uh, that call I think was suspect, um, and that call went along with the interception by Peterson, who was the um, who made an interception. That would have gave the chance, Cardinals a chance to tie it up and possibly win the game, mm-hmm. which I think they would have won. Um, Quarterback didn't have a great game. He uh, fumbled through three interceptions. Um, he got sacked about five times, um, and that's not good. It's just I'm waiting for him, and as he's getting older, I'm waiting for him to be that guy he was in Cincinnati. I know he's never going to be that guy, but you can revamp yourself, not, if you're not, not only your athletic ability but your mind. As a quarterback, you're supposed to be one of the best minds on that team, uh, and he's not getting it done. The Cardinals had their chances to win. Here's where I felt they lost the game. Going into halftime, they gave up points to the Philadelphia Eagles. Touchdown. Coming out of the locker room at halftime, they gave up seven points. Touchdown. Um, that's when you lose the game. And if you cannot put up points in the fourth quarter, and I've always said this, that you're going to find yourself on a losing end. The Cardinals are sitting 75 right now. Eight and four would have been great going into this final run, this this December run. Um when you win those games in November and December, you find a way to pull them off to get into the playoff if you are in the hunt because you still have teams like 
Pittsburgh. And let's go over the AFC real quick. 20 seconds. Pittsburgh, the Jets, and I want is one more. Baltimore. Baltimore, mm-hmm. five and seven teams, are one game out of the playoffs, which is crazy. Now, the Cardinals are sitting 75. Here, here are their next opponents. December 8th, they have the um, St. Louis Rams, who are sitting 5-7. Uh, and seven. Tennessee Titans, who I think is better than 5-7. and seven. After that, that's a road game. They have another road game, which these are back-to-back road games. Tennessee and Seattle, which is a tough one. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that Monday night football game with the New Orleans Saints. Seattle and New Orleans Saints, that's tonight. But they have to go there on December 22nd. They're 10-1 right now. Last game is at home versus San Francisco 49ers. I just hope that's a chance for them to make the playoffs. I hope it's not a that's not a throwaway game and only be jockeying for position for San Francisco. When I looked at yesterday's game with five games left, uh, been Philadelphia Eagles and the four I just mentioned, I thought they had to win three of those games mm-hmm. to get into the playoffs. Three of those games, but they have three divisional opponents. They have the uh, Rams, the um, Seahawks, and 49ers. They have to beat at least two of those guys. Absolutely. Two even for it to make sense as a wild card. And then you can probably – well, you lost yesterday. Tennessee is an AFC team, but it does help with your record. Uh, but you need to win two of these games. And two of these games need to be the Seattle and San Francisco. That's going to get you in. That might uh, propel you over the 49ers. Yeah, unless San Francisco kind of nosedives here, they have to win that game week 17 at home against San Francisco, or there may be no chance for them to make the playoffs. I think that Carson Palmer, the biggest play of the game was when on third and five on their own 15, Carson Palmer missed a wide open Andre Roberts on a crossing route. Yeah. Wide open. Wide, wide open. open. I mean, it, it was an uncatchable ball. That's what, that's what really kind of turned the tides here. And the thing with the interception, Teron Matthew kind of showed his rookie ship there uh, on the, with a defensive holding call that negated the interception. I don't think that was holding. That's the one I'm talking about. It, we, I mean, it, 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 was, it was close. It was close. A, a lot of things happen away from the ball that shouldn't have happened. Uh, you you making plays away from the football um, that's costing your team or costing another the opponent to get the ball back or costing your team not to have the football. I don't I don't think that was holding, but they called it. Um, it took away the and as you say the touch the interception by uh, Peterson. The Eagles get the ball back and Foles goes down and you know he can down the clock at this point. Now my question to you is. Two timeouts, minute 50 seconds left, so you don't have the two-minute warning your advantage. Would you punt on fourth down on your own 15 and hope your defense can stop? You only need a field goal. So if you punt, you get three quick – say they go three and out, I mean, they can run the clock down on third down, but you probably have, what, 45 seconds left? If if the if you if your defense stops them goes three and out and you um and the defense is playing well and, and you only need three points to even tie it up right that's a chance I won't I won't second uh, guess uh, Bruce Arians because that's that. who he is right he's yeah. go 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 so I, I mean I understand but yeah it's, it'll be tough for me to second guess him on that because I'm not in that situation I don't have a pulse of the game I'm watching it from the air but there's two minutes left you're on your 15 yard line right um uh, but you know what if you had three timeouts maybe you punt it you have to punt it there if you have three timeouts and here and here's where um here's where I have a problem with. You can get um, – let me check their third-down percentages because I don't know if their third-down percentage was even good at all, and then you go for it. So maybe punting would have been the right uh, decision, right move to make. But you have to get to put yourself in position where it's not third and five. Third and two, you can get those plays. I think any of your running backs most of the times, high percentage of the time, can fall for two yards. But you can't put yourself in those situations late in the game where you have to make a play or you need this play um, backed up in your end zone. You can't put yourself in no position. Now, when it comes late in the game, you need to make a play. That has to happen somewhere around the field. But Carters were backed up 
on the fifteen yard line. Yeah, and I think not having Andre Ellington really hurt uh, yesterday, just because you need somebody that can come out of the backfield, especially in the NFL today, and catch passes and get positive yards. Rashard Mendenhall has never been that guy. Uh, he had seventy eight yards rushing on twenty one carries, which is fine. You know, it's almost four yards a carry. But you need something else. You need some sort of electricity coming out of the backfield that Arizona didn't have yesterday. The receivers played well. Fitz caught a long touchdown pass. Michael Floyd is starting to look like he deserved that pick uh, that, that Arizona. And I think with Bruce Arians here, it's really allowed him to blossom. And Andre Roberts, too. Right. So, I mean, their defense played well. If you hold that team to 24 points, I feel like that's a win. And with the turnovers, Carson Palmer, I mean, you're going to get these games. We've talked about it forever. He threw three touchdown passes to over 300 yards, but those three turnovers were just so costly, especially against a team that, that is such such a you know really, really big offense like Philly does. But well, third downs have been a problem for the Cardinals. They have been a problem. Um, but you can't – those throws that were made – they can't be interceptions and they can't be drop the ball, drop balls, mm-hmm. and that's what happens on third down. You have to be able to sustain a drive. At least keep your. This helps the whole team, not just your offense, but it keeps your defense off the field. It keeps those guys. It gets those guys some more energy. Keeps them refreshed, uh, somewhat fresh in the fourth quarter. Because everyone in the fourth quarter, regardless of what the score is, is beat down. Uh, they're tired, but that's when you find those those teams that can get get over that hump of the fourth quarter and make a play. And the Cardinals, you know, third down situations. And turnovers are killing them. Yeah, and and you know what? For the whole season, I feel like that this is a win so far. Uh, nobody really expected them to be even in contention, especially with how good San Francisco ended last year, making it to the Super Bowl. How good Seattle's been, their defense, their run game, the twelfth man that they have w- with their stadium. I think they've played really well. They haven't really beat any good opponents. I mean, they beat Indy which was fine. They beat Carolina before Carolina's run, and I think Carolina finally f- figured out a way to do it. So it looked like a looked like a quality win, but they played them before this long win streak. And I really think that it's a step forward, but I think that they need to do more. Yeah, but you know what? I don't I personally don't buy in. I hear I hear what you're saying, but I don't, I don't buy into well, they 75 and they no one's expected this. Um but I, I, that doesn't mean that's not true. Right. But that's not that doesn't mean that, but I don't buy into it. They okay. are where they are right now. So why not make the best of it? Sure. Why not not why not win the next three out of your four games? Put yourself in a position um, to be in the playoffs. Right now they're in a wild card. Wild card. Hunt. Yeah. If they go nine and five going into Seattle, it's going to be really interesting. They have to beat St. Right. Louis next week. And depending on what Seattle record is, if they clinch, I don't think at that point Seattle clinches. I think they might need that game to clinch the NFC if they win tonight against New Orleans. Yeah. If they lose, they're tied. Yeah. If they lose, then we we talking about a whole different scenario yeah. for the Cardinals, also for the uh, Seattle Seahawks. But I, I'm, I would not buy into a 75 team. There's probably people around here in Arizona thought they would be five and seven at this point. Um, I think I would. I say I said ten and six. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, ten and six before the season started. They have a chance to be ten. It's possible. And, yeah. yeah, they have a chance to be ten and six. Uh, but they have to pull these games off on the road. They have back to back against uh, Tennessee Titans. They have a right after that. They have a division opponent in the Seattle Seahawks. Both are tough games, in my opinion. Yeah, and they have to be able to pull them off, and then that final game at home, they it's a must win. Absolutely, it is a must win. Um, depending on what's going on, how everything shakes up in the NFC, that is a must win. Yeah, and you look at the next two quarterbacks they're playing. They're playing Kellen Clemens and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Kellen Clemens, I cannot believe he's still in the league. Uh, he's he's been a he's been a, a game manager on the offensive end. They've kind of leaned on their defense to keep the other team from scoring. Zach Stacy's really held his held his own 
uh, in the run game, and he's been hurt. So you have Kellen Clemens, so that defense should just pressure, pressure, pressure. And if they win Seattle, they go to Tennessee. They play Ryan Fitzpatrick, who, who who's a gunslinger, but he turns the ball over more than Carson Palmer does. Right. And if you can keep Chris Johnson at bay, then they have a really good chance of winning that game too, even though it's in Tennessee. Right. I, I thought um, Fitzpatrick played well in Buffalo. Um, they, they gave him a big contract, then they end up getting him out of there. I think the coaching staff has changed. Um, but but I, I think serving as a backup in Tennessee – he, he's serviceable. He, he's a good backup guy. He can come in and, and try to kind of keep the team moving until the starter come back, which the starter was not coming back this year yeah. due to a season-ending injury. Um, but they have to stick to their running game. Uh, they ha- they can't turn the ball over. They had their chances to win in the past two weeks, and they end up losing those games. Uh, Tennessee Titans I, you know, is one of those teams due to injuries, which everybody at this point in the season has injuries, so that's no excuse. Find a way to win, next man up. Um as I always say, that next guy has to step up. That's why you're on the team. Um, they had to find a way to win those games. They definitely have to find a way to win those games and put themselves in a better situation in the AFC. They win those games. They're sitting at sweet. They're sitting at 75, yeah. 75 yeah. right now, probably leading that wild card Yeah, spot. they would be. Leading that wild card Because Baltimore's card. leading it at 6-6 six and six right, right now. Uh, well, well, we'll see. That's, that's the Cardinals talk. We, we want to definitely um, get into some ASU, U of A. You watch that game? Mm-hmm. ASU U of A game. I was in Tempe. I heard the freaking fireworks, too. I mean, that's ridiculous. They're, cost, they're wasting so much money on stupid fireworks. I can't how, believe it. How you know how much money they were? You wait, You know how much money being wasted on 4th of July? And you don't even know what the 4th of July... Yeah, that's an American holiday. That's not the same. Uh, American holiday? You don't even know what the 4th of July... Independence Day? Who's Independence? That's what I said. Our, that, ours? Ours from who? England? You're yeah. still under the Queen's oppression right now. Enough. You don't even know it. Enough. You don't even know it. <laughs> Get out of here with that! This is a sports but that's show. Not, I don't think we're gonna get into ASU when we come out of um, when we come out of break. It's deafening in there. If, it, it, it is. If, maybe it I'm is. just getting it's old. Loud. But it, no, I mean, it's, it's loud. But I don't fire hazard. You say more wasted money. You always <laughs> talking about. It's not a fire hazard. The fire department <laughs> right down the street. It's like too it's many. Too many drunk kids. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Hey, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk uh, ASU football. We will get into some college talk. Kwamlas Sports Talk. Alice Clancy. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Sports Mavericks Show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moyer, a.k.a. the Oprah of Sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks Show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouillet and the Sports Mavericks Show right here on The Voice. America Sports Channel. 
Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, welcome back to Kwame Lasseter the Sports Talk second segment. Alex Clancy in the studio. We were talking Arizona Cardinals football. We have to talk about the home team. Um, Philadelphia Eagles won that game, Alex, real quick, or did the Arizona Cardinals lose that game? Because it was on a road. I game. think it's either either way. I mean, I, I would say Arizona way. lost it, but I, and there was one call on uh, the the one that broke the camel's back was uh, the bootleg by Nick Foles. It was a design bootleg that called the last defensive holding call with a minute ten left, and Arizona right. had no timeouts on third down. Uh, you know, you can blame the refs all you want, but th- they turned the ball over. Th- they didn't, as you were saying, convert on third downs throughout the game when they needed to, and, and you lose the game. Here's where I'm confused, and let's get off. I want to get off to. Um, the NFL right now, but we'll come back to it. Let's get into some college. But real quick on the NFL, I'm still baffled how these guys are doing stupid things. Like, it has nothing to do with the play. And like, you're away from the ball. It has nothing to do with the play, but you make an idiotic move, um, mistake, and you throw your hands up like it wasn't you. As soon mm-hmm. as you throw your hands up, what is, that's a sign of I'm under arrest. You got me? Yeah, yeah you big dummy. You <laughs> Stop doing stupid things. Uh that's killing your team. So you think team. that's that's got to be mental toughness, right there, right? Mental toughness because it's if you, if it's split second, you've talked about this all the time. You don't think, yeah. And it, if you don't prepare mentally, then you're going to make mistakes. Yeah, you have to you have to be able to control your mind, know the situation, know what's going on in that game, uh, the team's tendencies, the uh, down and distance, the time on the clock, what they like to do. All that has to happen like right now. And it has to be like a deja vu moment. Like, I've seen this before. Okay, they're going to do this. Then they line up doing, and you just play fast. Yeah, but he's 85, 15, 90, 10, Ma- uh, Teron Matthew I'm talking about, with mm-hmm. good to bad this year. I, I mean, he's, I, I, he's I like jumped through leaps and bounds yes, of the expectations. I, I agree. So, I, I mean, you've got to take, you know what, I mean, it's one game in his long career. I know it's, it, was a pivotal, it was a pivotal play in this game. Did you hear the rumor? Michael Vick broke both his legs. What? Yeah, that's a rumor. But it's, it's, I say it's a rumor. It, it, he it was, broke both of his legs? It is a rumor. <laughs> so we, Michael Vick's in a wheelchair right now? Okay. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, I see. Let me go before <laughs> I cut you out. Let me, <laughs> all right, let's get, into, um, let's get into ASU. ASU played the uh, U of A and the um, 
uh, the big Arizona game. What what they call that? I game? Have no idea. Yes, you do. Battle in the desert? No, they don't. Desert Bowl? No, they call it something else. Eight 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 three four six nine one four four. I can look it up, but call in if you know. I, it, it's called something, but you know, I've been here for seventeen, eighteen years, and ninety four, whatever that, that number equates to. Um, and I really never paid attention, but ASU is relevant, I, and I and I always wonder why teams, why guys recruit, why you can't recruit guys to come here. The thing about the thing I found about ASU is they let all Americans get out of the state mm-hmm. yeah. and go to California. Which I thought was the most idiotic thing you can do. I have a blueprint, but I'm not going to share it because um, it costs. It, um, but you know, it, it it saves a lot of hometown teams from letting their their blue chippers go. Uh, but ASU played the game. They destroyed a U of A team who destroyed a Oregon team who we thought was going to be vie for one of the maybe possibly national championship game with Alabama. And we'll get into that later. Uh, but ASU destroyed those guys, and now they have Stanford. In Tempe, Arizona, which is going to... Who would have thought this was going to happen at the beginning of the year? I did. Um, of course you did. Number 11. They're still not ranked in the top 10. I know. They, they, don't, they don't get any respect. And I want to talk to you about the rankings at some point. We'll but, talk about it later. Um, they 10-2. They played they well. They beat some teams. And now that those teams have fallen off later in the season, it doesn't make ASU's record looks relevant to the rankings right now. But I, I think they are, they are top 10 team. Somewhere in there. But you, you go into the strength of st- schedule, if that's the case, then Ohio State shouldn't be in there. Right. Let's stick with ASU and yeah. uh, U of A game. Well, they beat that. They won that game at home. They have Stanford coming in here who's 10-2. ASU is 10-2. Arizona State, 10-2. They're 7. <laughs> go ahead. I had something in my throat. You're I right. have T right here. They're 7th <laughs> in the country. Stanford is. Arizona State is 11. This is the only team that I can see. And the weather's going to be cold. It's going to be 50 degrees. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> that, that's, that, that bowls well for Stanford. Let me, let me explain. This is the only team suited to beat ASU. And uh, what I mean by that is the, uh, the power running game that they have, the, run, the consistency that sticks with the running game. The, um, I say simple, but simple is not the real word for this Stanford team that runs um, specific routes, specific plays, and get it done. ASU with the spread offense, the run and shoot offense, uh, that's what they do. Uh, you you talk about the running back getting off this year. You talking about him possibly being one of the four or five invites maybe as a Heisman candidate late in the season. I think ASU pulled this game off. Uh, this game will be played. Last time they played was September 21st of this year. Stanford destroyed them 42-28. to this is a different ASU team. This is a different Stanford team. Stanford just lost to who uh, two weeks ago? You don't watch college football? I do. Well, I'm expecting you to remember this stuff. Um, <laughs> Stanford just lost the game. They, they ended up winning last week, but they lost the week before to a team they shouldn't have lost. They lost to oh, uh, USC. USC. Yeah, yeah, they I lost to USC. That. Yeah, that's your team, USC. No, it's not. It's, it's they lost to team. USC, um, but ASU is a different ball club. Stanford, I believe, is a different ball club at this at this moment. Who do you find winning this game? <clears throat> now, Stanford scores thirty two um, points a game. Yeah, so it's, but this ASU is, scores forty three points a game. This so. is going to be the, the determining factor if they can stop Kyle, Tyler Gaffney, the running back for Stanford. Workhorse carries the ball over thirty times a game. He had thirty three for one eighty nine and a touchdown uh, this past week. He carried the ball forty some odd times against Oregon when they beat Oregon. He can he can carry the workload, and if you can stop him. Make the quarterback throw the ball. Try and get some. Try and get some turnovers. Special teams is going to play a huge part in this. And you know, 
my whole mindset on this is if Stanford beats Arizona State, but it's within it's within ten points the whole game, I still consider that a win for ASU. And because of how lopsided the Stanford game was the first time, you say if Stanford beats this Arizona? is the biggest game in Arizona State in since Jake Plummer. Since Jake Plummer and uh, Ohio State, yeah, I mean this is this is a this is a long time coming. It's, I mean that was late nineties, right? So this is upwards of fifteen years of just I'll, I'll mediocrity. I so I'll tell you what this game does before you uh, real quick. They beat Stanford. Okay, they get put up into the top ten, but what it does for me in the long run, what it does for ASU in the long run, it it allows them to get recruits. I've I've heard some recruits here. Chandler High School, uh, Hamilton, some guys uh, decommit from UCLA, decommit from other schools because now they want to be a part of what ASU has going on. I think ASU can keep this run going on. So what it does for me if they win this game versus Stanford um, is it it puts the uh, recruits on alert that stay in state, you have a good football team here, you don't have to go anywhere. You know, some guys do want to leave home because they've been here for 18 years of their life, 17 years of their lives. Uh, Stay in state. Because we can have a national championship team here in the next two years. Yeah, I mean, and that's a really good point. Uh, so for the future, especially if they want to be a top 10 team next year preseason, which is so huge in college football, Yeah, uh, and you get, you, get some, you get some five-star athletes at ASU, probably from in-state, then that could warrant them a top 10 ranking in preseason, which is, I mean, again, the preseason rankings mean nothing. But it's so huge if you can hold on to one, and ASU has never really been in. The, hasn't recently been in this position before. I hope they win. If they can continue their spread offense, their power, you know, uh, full force, go front, vertical offense. Taylor Kelly doesn't turn the ball over a lot. They, they, I mean, they have a chance to win. They're playing the game, and they've looked really good in recent weeks. So we'll see. I, I just hope that Stanford doesn't blow them out. That was the point of my previous argument. If Stanford blows them out. It, this could be a big problem for the future, especially with recruits. Stanford's not going to blow them out. They they plan. They even got a different walk about them, about them uh, ASU, a different swagger. It's not going to be a blowout, but Stanford is the only team that I see in the Pac-12 that's suited to beat ASU. Um, and and I, I see that happen through the running game. I see that happen through the power game because they make a commitment to stay stick with it. Um, ASU have to get on the road. They have to make those shot throws. They have to make those quick throws and let make one guy miss. Same thing they've been doing all the year. Don't come into the Stanford game because you was got you got blown out uh, September the last meeting. Don't come into this game and try to do anything special. Do what you've been doing that got you to the eleventh best team in the country in the world on collegiate level. And luckily that Stanford game was a long time ago. Yeah. So, so I mean, hopefully it's distant history in their mind. Uh, but you got to think that Kadeem Carey ran for 157 yards against them, the U of A running back. So he's, I mean, he's, I think, fifth. He's sixth in the Heisman voting. I think he's the best running back in the country, but that's just me. Tyler Gaffney is going to get the carries. He's going to get the opportunity to get the yards. He's not, he doesn't really have the breakaway speed, so he's just going to grind you down. But if they, and another big Which thing is, is yeah, they need to control the clock, Arizona State, because they score so fast and because, you know, they have to give their defense rest, especially against this pro style offense. So hopefully, if they can control the clock, keep down on the turnovers, and and stop the running game to a certain degree, those three things will allow them to win, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I don't make this a revenge game. Just go out and play. Don't don't make the papers have the papers writing. Oh, this is a re- revenge game. Stanford, you, well, you play Stanford almost every year, so don't make it a big revenge thing. Um, just go out and play ASU football. Uh, stick to your stick to the script. 
go out there and do what you've been doing. The thing is, try not to give up 24. Well, actually, it's 24.8. Try not to give up 25 points uh, in the game. Stanford only allows 19 points to the opponents, which is huge. Two, two more points than I would rather give up. Um, or maybe three than I would rather give up because you can win a lot of games. You keep your opponents under 17. Um, but they're putting up 43. So th- that percentage I would take. Stanford scores uh, 32 points a game, 33. Now, if this score, if the over, say the over is like the combined points is 75 or 80, I think that yields ASU. better to ASU. Right. Yeah. The more points that are scored mm-hmm. with the high powered offense, the better chance ASU has to win. But you obviously want to keep them from scoring that many points. Right, right. Um, do you think Duke can beat Florida State? You know, this is the coolest story uh, for Duke. This, in, in, well, it, this is – I used to play with Duke in NCAA football uh, video games yeah, I, I mean, because there were Fs across the board. They ran the triple option, yep. and I would make dynasties out of them. That's what I do. Go ahead. Well, we're gonna, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I, I do want to talk about that, that when we come back because it is a – it's a great story on both sides. Not just Duke. But Florida State, where they come from, uh, Duke, where they've been, and now they're here. They started from the bottom, and they're here. You got some uh, Drake music, uh, Kevin? Out of here. I'm sure he doesn't. Hey, I talked to a Lori Dancer um, with Bottleworks yesterday. You wouldn't know who she is. Uh, but we're supposed to do some things as far as uh, advertising, get her a few spots on the show, um, get all the e-cars and all that stuff. Um, and I think it, it works out. It's, it's a trade-off, but I think it's a win-win situation for both of us. She want to take me to lunch. Maybe tomorrow. Not tomorrow. Tomorrow's a big day for me. Um, but maybe Wednesday. Uh, but I'll fill you in with that later on. But Lloyd Dancer is about to be part of our team. Kwame Last Sports Talk, Alex Clancy. Kevin, you got some started from the bottom now we're here for Duke. I know you didn't. <laughs> I knew you didn't. This, this is what I'm talking about. This, 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 I'll talk about it off the air. We'll be right back. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for the keywords World Talk Radio. Once you're a part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the World Talk Radio network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for World Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Joe Swedish, CEO of WellPoint. We proudly support the March of Dimes and all they do to reduce the rate of premature birth in the United States. Though premature births have recently declined, still half a million babies are born too soon each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs that help moms and their babies live healthier lives. Please visit MarchofDimes.com and join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Get ahead in business and life. Read Getting It Done, 1,000 of the Best-Kept Secrets for Success in Business and Life by John Capozzi. Learn how John, a successful Connecticut businessman, obtained 13 corporate promotions in 13 years. This book makes a fantastic gift for anyone who wants to get ahead in business. Voice America will donate a portion of every copy sold to the USO. Visit gettingitdone.com and enter promo code VA1234 at checkout to get a 10% discount. That's gettingitdone.com, promo code VA1234 for a 10% discount today. If you think you've seen online TV before, 
Let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Hey, welcome back to the Kwame Sports Talk. Um, we are back. I should have got my cell phone out and played. Uh, started from the bottom, now we're here. That's, that's Duke. Duke was always at the bottom. But before we get to what, what do you call body works? You say that what was what? I, you called it. I think you said body works. Oh, body works. Yeah, I'm like it sounds like a strip club. I don't know what you got going. Why well, I think I go to nakedness with you? I it's I not, don't. It's not a strip club. It's Lori Dancer. Uh, she's the CTB CEO of Barter Works. B A R T E R. Barter Works is a corporation. Um, it's a ten dollar membership, I think it is, but it's it's pretty good. You get a lot of. I'm interested to see what all goes into that. Um, and the CFO is her husband, Terry Dancer. But they have a lot of things. Um, they've been reached out to Melissa Logan, reached out to me, who's at Lucky Strike, and say, this is the person you need to meet. And she did that with both of us. So it's good when people can bring good people together and for the same cause, same passion. Uh, hopefully that helps out with the, you know, with the Kwame Sports Talk, Alex Clancy and Deborah uh, show. When we get back into it, uh, but I'll let you know what's going on with that. All right, we were talking about, <clears throat> we're getting more into that. I'll give you more information on Barterworks. But we're talking about the Duke Blue Devils, Florida State. We were talking about yeah. that. Yeah, we I'm just shaking <laughs> yeah, my head in disbelief. Yeah. They, they, if they were anybody else in the ACC, would they be ranked 20th in the nation or would they be ranked higher? Because... It took Michigan State all season up to last week to be top ten because they're going on strength of schedule. They're going on who's in that conference, that Pac-10. What is it, Pac-10? Um, I mean, Big, Big ten. 10. Big yeah. 10. Yeah. They're going on who's in that conference, and we'll get to Ohio State and the teams they play, and they're sitting at number two in the world right now. But um, Duke, 10-2, plays Florida State for the ACC Championship. Florida State is 12-0. Florida State has been on this run. They've looked good from day one. They've beaten every team, uh, obviously, that they played, but they've beaten them convincingly. Um, Florida State, their scoring average, their scoring average is 53.7 points, allowing only 11 points. Now, when you put up that many points real quick, you can understand why their defense allows 11 points because now their defense can take chances with so many exotic blitzes and put pressure on teams because now you pressure to pass the football if you're an opponent playing against uh, FSU. So now you're getting their defense look good. They're getting interceptions. They're getting turnovers. Uh, Jameson's looking real good. Jameson is my Heisman candidate, depending on this nonsense that's going on with him, um, how conveniently they came out three weeks ago, and we talked about that. But Duke only allows 23 points. Yeah. That is that is good. Well, um, we'll see it. <laughs> If I were if I were Duke, I'd blitz all day, blitz all day, blitz all day. Make lose big. If you're gonna lose, <laughs> lose seventy to nothing. 
You know, you want to. Well, you want to start blitzing from the from uh, right away. Right away. Okay. Right away. You, you start blitzing. You go block punt packages. This is your only chance ever, probably, to beat the number one team in the country. You don't think Duke so is you building go. on anything? You don't think okay, they're sitting at oh, 10 they, and two. they're there. Yeah, they're there. It doesn't matter. So you make it to the wise, ACC championship game. You're there. They had. I'm, yeah, they this year. But do you think they have built? I don't want to lose big. I don't want to lose. I guess that's period. fair. Yeah, and but, again, I'm thinking about the future. I'm just thinking about this game. I'm thinking about the future, but this game is important for them. This would be a huge game for Duke. Um, maybe they get into a. It, it, what would disappoint me if they was to beat Florida State? Um, if all eleven Florida State start, starters got food poisoning, if they were to beat them, they won't put them in the BCS game. They'd no. be. They'd be Ten, they'll be eleven and two, and they would not put Duke in the BCS game. I have a huge problem with that, and I go back to what Boise, and we'll talk. We'll, it'll come full circle when we talk Ohio State, Michigan State. Um, but Florida State, if you talk, you're talking about blitz in Florida State, this is why they put up fifty three points because people they say, well, we don't have anything to lose. Let's do this. Florida State has enough weapons on their team. Oh, of course, no, absolutely, they probably have the best player in the country. This is a uh, yes. This you got to scare. Uh, you have to rattle his cage, though, if you're gonna if you're gonna have a chance to win. You can't. Just sit back and, and hope that you can pick him off or, yeah. or, or play, you know. Jameson, uh, rattle his cage? If anything was going to rattle his cage, it would be this case over his head. This guy's playing like nothing ever happened to him. This is the same thing with, you remember, I hate to bring up this past nonsense, but remember Kobe was on trial for something? Yeah. Kobe was playing like it, nothing really happened, like it wasn't true. Because he knew he wouldn't be touched even if it did happen. How he know that? Because he has enough money in the bank to make sure that it doesn't happen. That's so, how things work in this country. This which is, same is, which country, is messed up. This is the same country you were talking about 4th of July, Independence Day. You started talking about it. <laughs> yeah, but you were talking about freedom and all that I'm nonsense. I'm just trying to support you. I don't, yeah, I don't, you can't support me in this that. country. You can, this country <laughs> is a different ball game for me. But, all right, for Florida State, okay. it's impressive that Duke is in the um, ACC championship game, and that's what we want to talk about. Let's, so let's, let's bring it on home yes. and move on to the Okay, Duke, they're going to get two-star recruits instead of one-star recruits now. Or three star recruits instead of two star recruits. Now, there's there's some rumbling. Stanford wasn't always good. I see Duke and Stanford is very similar they schools. Are. They 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 are Ivy League schools. Yeah. Well, no, but yes. they're close. I mean, they're second tier. They are the Ivy, Ivy League. League schools. Just not in the Ivy League. Duke is not. Duke is an Ivy League school. Well, I'm pretty okay. So, you have Duke in the in the on the East Coast, and you have Stanford on the West Coast. Stanford wasn't always good, but they started to build towards it. This is step one for Duke right now. Okay, so say. Say say this game's close and they lose, they'll still get recruits. Say they beat Florida State, they're going to be ranked preseason next year in the top twenty-five. If they lose to Florida State, they better be ranked top twenty-five. They, well, they'll be are, top forty. Yeah, you know, which is it, well, that's that's not a hard thing to do. Both Stanford and Duke are sitting ten and two, and <laughs> so you, they both ten and two. Yeah. But the requirements to get into both of those programs are tremendously different, and to getting in Florida State and ASU, absolutely. And these guys are doing it with high academic guys uh, who may got a 18 on their SATs or, or uh, ACTs. Yeah, quick shout-out to Jake Taylor, who coached uh, the yeah. former Duke quarterback. He's not there anymore, right? No, he's not there. But I think he's in the pros. Now, I think he is, too. He was. He went to Notre Dame, Notre Dame Prep out here in yeah. Arizona, shot and then, out in Scottsdale, Arizona. I forget his name, but he was showing me tape. He was showing me his uh, his NFL reel that he was trying to shop to people. So that was pretty cool. He shouldn't have to shop a guy. That guy was standing with about 6'5", six, 6'4", six, something like that. He And he was pretty good. Yeah. But anyways, but back to the recruiting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't... We, we we passed the nonsense of Blitz Florida State. Just, you know, play Duke football. This year's Duke football. And, um, you know, find a way to win. Find a way to win. You got to line up. You got to play. 
as well as Florida State, there's a possibility that this game could, you know, it, it, you still have to play the game. Now, question. Say Florida State wins and Ohio State wins. So they're the top two in the national championship. Okay, so they're playing the national championship. My question to you is, is that when the stuff comes out? The about the alleged sexual, it's not nonsense if it happened. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, no, they want to see how far now. So if he gets the national championship game and <laughs> and it comes out that he did it, he can't play. Ohio State wins the national championship. Here's how your country works. Here's how your country works. Are you a citizen? Uh, here's how your country <laughs> works. My citizenship. Okay. Is anyway, the question. Okay. Here's how this country works. If Duke, if Florida State wins this game, they playing for the national championship. Mm-hmm. Now, it's already been alleged that he uh, has a sexual misconduct, sexual uh, assault, assault, yeah. sexual assault case over his head now. He's playing like this. I've never seen anybody. I, I have, but this guy, this young kid, is playing under that type of pressure. Okay, you tried to derail him and hope he lost the game within the next three or four weeks, which didn't happen. He's, they ranked number one, playing in the uh, ACC championship, will be playing – if nothing happens in this Duke game, we'll be playing for a national championship. Mm-hmm. As soon as they beat Duke, more stuff going to come out. Bring! Yeah. That's when it all out. comes out. That's when it all comes out. I mean, that's... And, and they're, they're number one due to probably the craziest finish of any game in college football history. Take take the band on the field. I think somebody from Alabama did it. So maybe if Alabama not playing for the national championship, nothing may come out. Go ahead. Yeah. What? <laughs> what are you talking... You're out of your mind. Um, so, so the crazy Auburn game ends like that, and then... Uh, Florida State moves up. If if this happens, I will for sure believe that Urban Meyer is a part of the board of the BCS. Just just under under the under well, the wings has, of he must have some naked pictures of somebody on the board because yeah. he's, he's and, and he's right not going to suspend those guys because he's fighting? like I'm, I'm not, not going to suspe- suspend my me neither. I'm not going to suspend. If it was week one, he would suspend him for the next game. Yeah, probably. You have to have – if you're a coach, you have to be consistent. Oh, you, make, and, you make a good point. Well, and also, Aaron Hernandez was under him at, at uh, Florida, and he kind of turned the other way with that, with with, uh, with the drug charges and the alleged thing outside the club. Sometimes, he turned his head about stuff. Sometimes. And the Terrell Pryor – I mean, oh, that wasn't him. Sometimes – no, Terrell Pryor was uh, – Yeah, it was Jim Trestle. But sometimes these coaches don't have any control of who plays and who don't play. You would like to think so because you think Urban Myers he's one of the top-tier coaches – well, you punish that guy, but you're not going to be consistent at the beginning of the year Don't be, or at the end of the year. You have to make some consistency, make those things connect. Beginning of the year, the end of the year, suspend those guys or not. But now it's a, a huge, everything's at stake now, so he's not suspending those guys. Right. But you got to think, Michigan and Ohio State, that's, that's a huge game at the end of the year. I expected that fight. I expected that fight, sure. but not to the point where they, they were – in Injecting a cage. people, yeah, they was in a cage match. Those those guys bought them on themselves. I I, I want to ask you this: Do you think that Michigan? I think a hundred times out of a hundred, Michigan should go for two in that position yeah. to win the game. Yeah. Do you I'm, agree? I'm, tr- I'm trying to win that game. Yeah, especially I, I at home, that would have been a madhouse. If I they didn't converted. come there. Uh, well, I didn't line up to tie somebody or go into a playoff. I came to win that game. So just make the right call, you big dummy. Yeah, that coach. was not a good. That, that was, was not a good play call. call. All right, um, Ohio State, Michigan State. Ohio State, Michigan State is in. They finally put it in the top ten. It took them all that time to this game, to last week game, to be in the top ten. Michigan State is eleven and one. They had no business losing to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Oh, they sitting twelve and zero, and they still wouldn't put them in the top five. No, they'd probably be number four right now if they but were twelve and zero. Right, you know, three, five. three. Yeah, you know, whatever. But, but then you talk about the strength of schedule. Look at the schedule. Look at the schedule that Ohio State had. That is ridiculous to me. Here we go. Full record of teams they've played against are 59 and 76. 
or 50, yeah, 59 and 76 is the combined record of teams that they've played this year. They play Illinois, Indiana. I, it's 17 games under 500, and they're 12 and 0 because they started what at number two in the country right. or number three in the country, and they haven't lost all year. That's why preseason rankings are so important and so ridiculous at the same time. Let me find out. They didn't play all those teams I was just named. Let me find out. But they, it, it's crazy that they play schools that wasn't even in Division One programs. Um, then they had a, you know. Then we talked. You talked about, about the bye week when Stanford beat Oregon and they didn't jump them. Right. Um, Michigan, Ohio State, eight zero in the conference, twelve zero overall. I still can't get their schedule up. Um, but they, when you talk about the schedule, eleven and one is Michigan State, and they can't find their way. Five in 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 a top five, or not even top five, but maybe at yeah five or better than ten. They got to be better than ten. I can understand the teams that I can understand the teams that that in top five are there for a reason. Here we go. Ohio State schedule. They've played San Diego State, California, Florida A and M, Wisconsin, which was a good game because Wisconsin was quote unquote good back then. They only beat them by a touchdown. Northwestern. Well, see, here's where that Wisconsin game makes um, ASU schedule not as relevant as yeah. it should be. Yeah, that's true. It's true. That that changed a lot of things. Iowa, Penn State, Purdue, Illinois, Indiana. I mean, it's like keep going. Who else? Who else did they play? It's, it's, uh, it was just and just Michigan. But who did non-conference games? San Diego State, Cal, Florida A and M. Florida A and M. Yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, Fresno. You say San Diego State. Yeah. San Diego State should be another team like ASU. Should be able to get recruits. Um, yeah, they scored a uh, hundred and seventy points almost in those three games. Crazy. That's, I mean, it's not even fair. Right. It, there's no reason why they should be ranked. If this was any, if Urban Meyer wasn't the coach, I feel like it would be different. If Jim Trestle, if they got an offensive lineman to take the head coaching job, which they never do, but if they did, they wouldn't be number two in the country. It's all about the facade of Ohio State, the horseshoe, the Ohio State University, and them getting back to to relevancy. After after the whole thing that happened last year, but it's just it's ridiculous, and I've been talking about this forever. Okay, I don't like it. Florida State, Ohio State, Auburn, Alabama, Missouri. That was a great game against, uh, and how it finished was it was just awesome. Um, Auburn end up War Eagles end up beating Roll Tide Alabama. Don't you and, just take overtime there? Um. Well, he wanted to fight for that one second because he thought he can kick a field goal. Sure, but 50, I mean, 56 yards, the trajectory's low, so there's a better chance of it getting blocked. He said his guy had been making 60 yards in, in uh, pregame. And did you see him at the have anybody rushing at him? At the end of the game, uh, I think uh, what's his name? Nick like, Saban said like something like, I told you, or he said something like that, where it's like, it seemed like Nick Saban wasn't 100% sure that he wanted to kick a field goal there. It sounded like Nick Saban's about to cry. That's what it sounded like to he me. He wasn't jumping into A.J. McCarron's arms anymore. Right. <laughs> it sounded like he wanted to cry. But Florida State, we. we both agree that should be the number one team. That's fine. Uh, yeah. I thought it should be number well, number one or number two. I think Auburn should be number one now. Are you crazy? But because, crazy? but because, they seven, well, they should they be at least r- number two. But, yeah, are you crazy? But take I away those two hail mary, the hail mary from two weeks ago or three weeks ago, and then that one. Two weeks. They yeah, looked so was, good. Three weeks. They ago. looked really good. They really surprised me. You, you saying Alabama, um, Auburn, who was ranked? Uh, I think four, Auburn. They was ranked fourth. Okay, well, I think they should be ahead of Ohio State one hundred percent. I thought it was ranked seventh, and Alabama was was ranked number one. They beat them, so they jumped to number four. Actually, they jumped to number three. Yeah, they, they were to number, number four. Three. They were okay. number four. So they jumped to number three. They beat the number one team. This is they jumped like. one spot, and see, they beat the number one team in the country. But see, this is the right, and this is the, well, it wasn't anything Florida State did for them to be number one. For Auburn to be number one over Florida State did. They was number two consistently, and we thought that was a. The best number two team in the country. I, at least I did. 
So if Alabama lose, that automatically put them at number one against all the voters, so-called voters. They are using a machine to calculate this now yeah. because it's going to strength the schedule. If that's the case, how can you say Michigan's in the top ten? Um, you got Ohio State at number two with the schedule they had. Because now you're going off, they haven't lost in two years. I don't care about what happened last year. They could have been national championship last year if you if you know the punishment that, that they decided to take then as opposed to now. They could have been a uh, national championship. Whatever it would have been, they would have to play for it, and that would have been the Alabama game. If if Auburn were closer than 27 hundredths of a point, which is doesn't seem like a lot, but it's .950 and .923, Ohio State and Auburn, if it was like .945 and .938, if it was closer than that, but you know what? I wouldn't be as upset, but 27 hundredths of a <laughs> point is, or 27 thousandths of a point, I should say, is people. so much. It's so much in the BCS rankings that, I mean, it... It makes it almost impossible for Auburn to get in, even if Auburn wins the big the uh, SEC championship game. Heisman candidate uh, in Northern Illinois, he's not even um, he's not even ranked. They twelve and zero. The only they, well, not the only, but they twelve and zero along with Florida State and Ohio State. Okay, they have they still say from this from here until the game is played that Auburn can move up to number two over um, Ohio State. How is that? Same way it was, same way to happen. Computer rankings, same thing that happened over um, break when it was on a bye week, and they got moved down, I think, or moved up. Ohio State did, but they're saying the computer rankings are going to start going on the strength of schedule now, which I, see, I don't agree. And with now, this. so Ohio State is playing a ranked team. Now it matters, right? But they're saying Alabama, they're saying Auburn can easily move up to number two, and this is before they even play the game because they're going to start computing it with the uh, strength of schedule. So if they both win, so Ohio State, but it's also by point spread. If Ohio State wins 40-3 to and and Auburn beats uh, Missouri, who's number five team in the country, by a field goal, then what? It's strength of schedule to a point, and then you have to go with... You got with, me because I'm still, I'm still stuck on Boise when Boise was good. I'm still stuck on that. You, they missed so the field goal. Me? They lost late. Boise? That's what happened. Okay, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. They lost late. Now, Alabama had no... Alabama played an SEC opponent, Auburn, who was playing well this year, they got away with a few with the Hail Mary, and that happens in football. But that could have went either way. Yeah, yeah. All right. So they lost late, and they only dropped two spots. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? What? With the, Alabama dropped three spots to number four, right? So they're number Alabama four right now. Alabama is number four. They yeah. dropped three so, spots. Like, I wonder what would have happened if Alabama and Florida State happened to play, and would they just swap spots? Two years ago, we had this conversation about LSU, yeah, Alabama and LSU, and they got right back into the Uh national championship game. This is this this can't be right. Yeah, I don't know. Right, and and my question to you now is: Say Alabama was playing LSU or somebody that had supplanted themselves in the SEC as a powerhouse. Say uh, Auburn uh, that LSU was number four and they lost that way. Alabama lost that way to LSU. I feel like LSU would have jumped Ohio State, but Auburn doesn't have the pedigree. Take away uh, Cam Newton's year to warrant them to jump Ohio State. Right. So that's why it is the way it is. It's all BS. The BCS well, is all BS. This is the last year we're going to have it. I, I, I really wish there was a well, playoff you know this year. I, I, don't care Holy crap. I don't care about that because I'll tell you this. Now you got guys picking. Now you got the human error coming into play. The computer don't even know these guys' heart or his intention, their work ethic, and all that stuff. Now you got the human error coming into play where somebody or a board is picking six teams to play in the playoffs. I don't, I don't agree with that right now because – Playoffs will help if they pick the right six teams. If they pick the but what are the right six teams? It's, it's different every year. I mean, this leaves they less room back. for error, in my opinion, because you at least let them get to play to see who the best team is. They go 
that's going to be the question. That's going to be the conflict. That's going to be the discrepancy. That's going to be the politics to come and play with all this. Who are the right 16? Because in my opinion, Michigan State is one of those teams. Obviously, they are one of the teams. Right now, the right six teams are Florida State, Ohio State, Auburn, Alabama, Missouri, Oklahoma State. So you leave out Stanford, South Carolina, Baylor, Michigan State, Arizona State. You leave out those teams? Well, who knows? I mean, the, the <laughs> championship games for the for the conferences haven't happened yet. Now, say this was the top four teams in the playoffs Missouri's right now. Missouri's going to beat Auburn. That's okay, so, so we'll see. So if Missouri beats Auburn and this was a playoff format, it would be, Ohio, say, Ohio State and Florida State. Everybody wins. Missouri be, beats Auburn. Michigan State beats Ohio no, no, State. Oh, no, say Ohio State beats Michigan State. Let's, let's take this very basic. Florida State yeah, wins. Ohio State wins. Florida State, Ohio State, Missouri, and Alabama, who doesn't make it to their ST, even to their conference championship game, it's and they're number four. Like, if it were a playoff, they'd be number four. They wouldn't even make it to the national championship, uh, the oh, playoffs, SEC championship, playoffs. but they'd make it to the playoffs. Right. Well, Which, I wonder if the rules are going to change with that. You have to make it to the championship because game. Because the, where the money travels, the game, that's where the game is played. You might even find Notre Dame somewhere in there. That's where the money <laughs> travels. Notre Dame fans travel. They're, they're expensive school. Okay. Ohio State lose to Michigan State. Missouri beats Auburn. Auburn. Florida State and Alabama's in a national championship game. You tell me that's not BS? No, it, it is. That's B- oh, it okay. is. That, that's BS. It's the same thing when uh, Stanford, Oklahoma State, well, Missouri gets to play that game. In theory. Yeah. You and, would think. In real life making sense you out of think. everything. But Alabama's going to jump them. Who's your Heisman candidate? I think it should be Kadeem Carey, personally, the running back for Arizona. No, I'm being for real. Don't go I, crazy. I am. I'm serious. Don't go crazy. I think it is, especially with the stuff that's been looming over. I think that that's, that's something. what? Jameis Winston. Yeah, but it's, it's, Say he's cleared, fine. He's the winner. Let's say he's... Um, Integrity and character is taken into this. Are you crazy? I, I think it should be. Uh, yeah, it should be, but do you know how Heisman candidate up there with integrity? If I was... Uh, people are voting. People, Real-life people are voting, so you think the character they're integrity voting, isn't they're taken... They're voting, worrying about their image, not this guy Jameson's image. Um, that's what they're worrying about. Well, I don't want to be the one that voted for this guy. He has a sexual misconduct or sexual assault. I don't want to be the one voting for this guy. So he's got 25 okay, more votes. Okay, if, he, if he's not... If this case is not settled by the Heisman time, do you vote for him? No, he'll win. Yeah, yeah, he'll win, and then he'll get I'm a trip when you, it comes out. Not no. you for somebody else. No, you don't vote for him. I don't vote for him. Why not? It's, because there's a, chance char- that, there's a chance that he was that he's going to be charged with rape. Okay, so now say he's not charged with rape, rape, and you don't vote for him, but you know he's the best athlete. I I would take character and integrity into it. You you okay. You uh, of the person, I wouldn't vote for Johnny Manziel. Yes, you will. No, you, I you wouldn't can't wait to vote for him. I would not vote for him. Because you like the running back now. You didn't like the running back three weeks ago. Now no, I did. I, I just, well, now he's actually on the board, which I'm really surprised that it took this long for him to get on the board. They have Andre Williams, the number two in the Heisman voting from Boston College, from the ACC. 2,100 rushing yards, that's fine. He has zero catches as a running back in the whole year, which I think is a huge problem. And the two biggest games that he's played, USC and Clemson, he has a total of 108 yards. A total of 108 yards against the two best teams he's played this year. Kadeem Carey Let me tell you against USC, character. 138 yards rushing. Utah, 232 yards rushing. Oregon, 206 yards rushing. ASU, 157 okay. yards rushing. You're talking about the Pac-12. You're talking about nobodies. Oh, okay. Well, the ACC, he's, he's number two right now in the voting, and he plays nobody. Who, Jameson? No, Andre Williams, the, the Boston College running back who's number two in the Heisman voting right now. You, you Okay. Let me make some sense. Let me bring this home so we can talk about Monday Night Football. Okay, for 30 absolutely. Seconds. But we will, we, we'll, we'll preface Monday Night Football and we'll talk about it tomorrow on the show. Oh, that's right. Um, 
<laughs> Jameson Winston wins the wins the Heisman in my book if he's okay. not convicted of anything. What, what if right. they lose to Duke? Yeah, they're not losing to Duke. Um, anything can happen, but I just don't see it. Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, I hope they lose because it, <laughs> that'd, that'd be shake awesome. up thing. That'd I be awesome. Poor, he still wins the Heisman. Screw the BCS guys. He still guys. wins the Heisman. See, okay. you, you're taking my uh, my NFL time away. <laughs> he still wins the Heisman. All right, who wins tonight? Real quick, New Orleans. Because New Orleans and Seattle. Yeah, they put up like a forty spot on New Orleans. You know, the defense. difference between those two offenses is only one point. As far as the numbers they put up this year, it's yeah. Well, they're, the two of the secondary guys are out. Browner yeah. and uh, and the other guy got suspended four games. As well, well, Grill is out for New Orleans. Yeah, but New Orleans doesn't need defense to win. What they never have. So they, they, they have like the worst defense in the NFL when they when they won the Super Bowl. You got Bowl. New Orleans in what twenty four? What? No, I think it's gonna be like thirty six twenty one. Okay, you crazy? Uh, I got they, they playing in Seattle. You know that? Right? No, they're playing in New Orleans. Are they playing in Seattle? They playing in Seattle? Oh, okay, crazy? Yeah, I still think they're gonna put up thirty six. <laughs> Seattle wins this game 24 uh, 27 with Drew Brees having a chance to win 24 27-24. Okay, you got there. And we will talk about uh Monday night football tomorrow, but yeah, you got two guys missing from Seattle, you got one guy missing from Saint, from New Orleans. I still like Seattle at home. Yeah, if if New Orleans could stop the run, they'll win this game. Okay, well, we'll see. Uh, Sports Talk, I don't want them to because I have them on my fantasy team. All right. Anyway, Alex Clancy, we will. T- oh, okay, I got 27-24. You got them some crazy number. Kevin has them 29-26 Seattle. We will re. Is that a hockey score, Kev? Kevin don't want to talk hockey. I thought he was a <laughs> hockey rep. Kwamalas Sports Talk, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk more about this. Uh, Lori Dancer, we will talk more about the works. We'll see you guys tomorrow. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.